Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Prince Thaddeus's trophy. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Courtney, will you make funny faces to entertain me? <laughs> no, never triangle face. I hate triangle face. It scares me. And it's my legacy to stop anyone who wants to fuck to make dragons. You would kiss him. Sometimes we would do other things. Like what? When I was younger, we'd take our shirts off and jump on the bed. <laughs> Playful secrets. Cue the theme song. song. Bitches. It was more or less just heavy petting with a brief moment of penetration. <laughs> Behold, the head of Lazar, mighty Cyclops. <laughs> Fuck yeah! No. Never triangle face. I hate triangle face. It scares me. When I was younger, we'd take our shirts off and jump on the bed. Playful secrets. <laughs> it is my legacy to stop anyone who wants to fuck to make dragons. It's my birthday today, you know. Fuck that. Everyone in the kingdom wants to suck your dick. No one wants to suck mine! Um, Merry Holiday Wishes and all that to the audience. Uh, hope you had some good time, continuing to have good times, and getting all set for a big New Year's celebration this evening. Or whenever you're listening to this, it'll probably be a couple days past. I don't know. I don't control your listening habits, but thanks for tuning in. Um, we wanted to have some fun with this year's December episodes, and that fun means we're wrapping up with the last of 2023 <clears throat> with your highness stoner comedies can be uh, kind of funny uh, have we ever done pineapple express mm. i feel like we have yeah i think we have too i'm not sure we have so how's that for a typical trio of guys agreeing shows. on whether or not a movie holds <laughs> up did we do it even two two to, two to one says maybe um this was kind of uh, from the same group that did Pineapple Express. So uh, written by Danny McBride and Ben Best, the combo who uh, gets together to write uh, some funny stuff. David Gordon Green, who also directed Pineapple Express, got into directing this one. And we bring together the uh, talented and high cast of Danny McBride, James Franco, Natalie Portman, uh, Zoe Deschanel, Justin Thoreau, uh, Damian Lewis, Toby Jones, uh, Charles Dance gets in here a little bit as well, and uh, the formerly unknown and still kind of unknown Rasmus Hardiker, who plays Courtney. Uh, this flick was not well received at all. Um, come out in 2011, uh, runtime's just over. Uh, 90 minutes it's 102 minutes so an hour and 42 from start to finish with the credits you know it's running right in around that 90 minute mark um, and they poured 50 million dollars into this movie and it only got about half of that back holy shit which is surprising because uh, I don't remember loving this flick when I saw it I chuckled of course because um, was into Pineapple Express and some of these other stoner comedies but at the time when I first kind of saw it, it just didn't have the same handle and heart uh, in my mind, the same feel and heart as uh, as Pineapple Express did, and so I never really gave it too much 
credence, but I've seen it, you know, a couple of times to throw it on to see some funny stuff. And um, I like revisiting movies like this just to see where the cast and crew are. Um, For example, I don't have any idea how they got Natalie Portman to be in this. So I looked I looked into that a little bit. And apparently uh, this was around the time when she was going to do or or had done Black Swan and wasn't sure if that was going to I think it was she did. She didn't know if that was going to get made. So she kind of took this film for the paycheck. Um, But she's definitely an interesting addition to the group. Um, And another face that's nice to see here is Damian Lewis. who played um, Lieutenant Winters or, or Major Winters, however he ends up at the end of the Band of Brothers series and um, also the spy one, um, Homeland. He's in the first two seasons of that, and I really like him as an actor, and he gets a chance to really flex his comedy bones in this one. Uh, but yeah, like I said, panned kind of all over the place. The the, uh, the ever true to uh, reviewing things, Rotten Tomatoes holds this at 27%. <laughs> Um, so everybody hated this, but I'm, I'm thinking that this was kind of on the tail end of these guys kind of stoner comedy movies. Cause I think what would have followed this was the, the end of the world one that they did, which is maybe the least favorite of all the ones that they had done. That one's just not good. Unfortunately, it has some like funny moments, but it's overall, that's not a good movie. Yeah. Natalie Portman didn't just do this for a paycheck too. She was. She was going to finance uh, Black Swan because they were having difficulty getting financing. So she was going to use any money she could get from this movie. And then it got greenlit and someone paid for the whole thing and she didn't have to invest her own money. But she was stuck doing the movie, this movie, because she'd already signed. So um, <laughs> so it was, it was a result of her worrying about Black Swan not getting made and then having to be doing this anyway. So go. she 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 you know she I don't feel like she half asses this. I, no. I don't feel like she does at all. Oh, she's, no, she's Natalie right. Portman. She's gonna crush whatever she does as the, long the, as it's not Star the, Wars. The person in the the scenes like <laughs> the the thing that I found this time because I've seen it a couple of times, but some of the stuff I didn't like the most in this this time was the Justin Thoreau. Is that how you pronounce his name? I believe yeah. so. I felt like there was way too much of scenes of him talking with uh, Zoe. Like, I feel like almost you could have kept those to one or two lines. Because um, the, the fucking is really funny. You want to have that. But, like, I feel like I would have cut the majority of those scenes down to, like, one or two lines. Like, we've captured you and now we're going to do the fucking And they're like, yes, the fucking And then go back to the other guys. Because sometimes those scenes are like three, four minutes long and they're like, the dialogue's not good and they're kind of bad. To me, I felt like the bad guy stuff with Zoe slowed down the movie really badly. I don't know yeah, if you guys much. felt the same way. There's maybe I, I, a, I, too much. Yeah, we just it's just the same. There's much. nothing new. No, you we, don't ever learn anything new. It's just kind of more chances for jokes from, for, you know, so... Justin Thoreau for me is I, I really know him a lot from um, the leftovers. Yes, from that series where oh, he's, he's like basi- he's like if you want to see Justin Thoreau acting, then go watch the leftovers because he's like got to do such range in every episode. He's crying, he's like enraged, he's doing yeah. all the shit. I don't know totally. how he did it every episode. And then he comes to do something like this. Same reason like Damian Lewis. Like I said, he's I've seen him in more serious roles where he's crushed it. So it's nice to see them kind of lay off to do some of this 
uh, silly humor type stuff. So I, I kind of laughed when he was doing some of his funny lines, but it's it's just a case of it's it's more than you need, and um, it doesn't teach you anything new. Like there's no no new lessons learned unless you like hearing you know Zoe say that she thinks his dick is probably misshapen or something like that. And he crushes up the little spirit and sniffs it, and you know the little fairy crushes it up into cocaine powder. And yeah, another um, another it's, it's a little much. Justin Thoreau um, performance um, and TV show that nobody knows about because I feel like it went so under the radar is that Maniac with um, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Yeah, he plays he plays the doctor who's doing the experiments on them, and he is so good in that and. Um, that's one of my favorite um, t- things with him in it. Where, like he's mm. just so bizarre, and his mother is um, played by a very famous actress named Sally Fields. In that, who's oh, yeah. like this domineering mother. Um, I know you guys haven't seen it yet, but um, I, I haven't. Everyone to see no. Maniac um, on Netflix. Have either of you guys series. seen Mosquito Coast? A long time ago. With Harrison Ford? No. Yeah. Their Mosquito Coast with Justin Thoreau is a TV show, like a drama. No, I didn't oh, know there was Is such it based a on the movie or is it nothing to do with? I do not know. I did not know that there was a movie, uh, to tell you the truth. I'm going to look it up now. It's where they find a, a cure for a disease in the rainforest or something, don't they? Or is that different? Um, I don't know. Mosquito Coast. Uh... Based on the novel. Hmm. Um, I I guess the original Mosquito Coast was yeah, based on a novel. It's loosely but adapted from the 86 film with Harrison Ford. Right. I don't okay. remember. I, I, I'm sure I saw because well, I was seeing every Harrison Ford thing, that. but I don't remember the movie Mosquito no, Coast either at, either at all. So. The, the show is like an Apple show, I think. Apple TV show. I'll check oh. it out. Everything with him is is good. I like him. Yeah, and he keeps popping up on the Smartless podcast a lot too. They they obviously know him fairly well. Yeah, they're all friends with giving him. Giving him I guess. shit. They always make yeah. fun of him. <laughs> of Justin Thoreau. Yeah, they yeah. talk about him and make fun of him all the time. I, he's been on the show, right? He must have. I think he has. Yeah, he had to have been. Because I think all was... of them know him, and they're like all like they have texting relationships that are like that close with him. Yeah, yeah. What was your background on this one, Brent? Um, to tell you the truth, I think you showed me uh, on DVD. Yeah, um, that probably sounds right. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember this movie being advertised. To tell you the truth, like, yeah, not that I can remember the promotional campaigns of many things, but I mean, this one, I don't think they promoted it well, right? John, no, you showed so. me this one too. To be honest, I I wouldn't doubt that that was the case. No, yeah, I remember. Think this I remember is exactly it. Yeah. Pineapple Express was kind of low key as well. These weren't like big budget um, Hollywood blockbusters at all. So they got to find that niche crowd of the the stoners, I guess. Yeah, but like uh, I said, this one was less so even than Pineapple Express for new and fresh on the scene. Maybe people were having Danny McBride. Uh, overload at that point too i don't know danny mcbride doesn't <clears throat> doesn't usually star in a lot of movies either so i think this probably tainted that because he's definitely had some tv shows that were very successful well, but i can't think of this, another i can't so, think of another yeah. 
Yeah, but a studio backing uh, Danny McBride vehicle where he stars in it. I can't think of another one, like unless you guys can. He usually plays a secondary character, sidekick, or unless just you cameos. count the TV shows because he has a, a number of TV shows where he's the prime. No, the yeah, TV no. shows have been very successful. Like I said, Principles and uh, Down, what is it? Way Down and South. Uh, fuck, Eastbound and Down. I love that, yeah. and I I like both those shows, Principles, but I. Well, but I and can't. fucking, I know that you guys don't like um, the new one, Gemstones? the religious one. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I've liked it. I haven't seen the I'm new season yet. I've not given it yet, a chance. I haven't given it a real chance either. I've only seen the pilot episode and I, 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 that kind of like tainted me for, for the show. But I, I, I would watch it again because I like all of the people who are in it, the actors yeah. who are in it. So I'd give it another shot. Yeah, I'd say it's um, better. I like the opening of this flick, though. It gets going right away with the, the <laughs> yeah. fucking trying to happen yeah. and the, the knights come in and save. And then it it does like a big story about a hero. We'll have to stop it. And then we see Danny McBride <clears throat> getting uh, hung by the dwarfs for some heavy petting with the dwarf chieftain's wife. And then as he kind of escapes, it goes into all the animated the animated stuff with Danny McBride and Courtney screaming the, and stuff like the, that. The credits, like an old style uh, book. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like they draw on the dicks on everything, and and they're having weird fun times. I kind of I've like that got me set up very pleasantly for this flick. Yeah, see, I said the same. I was like, I really like this. Colin, I believe, felt differently. I like the uh, opening. We watched the it. opening was I okay. Thought, I thought you didn't like the credits. Oh, the credits I hated. Yes, but the opening I liked. I liked the opening with the first time it happened, and then that was going to reoccur. I would have wished it just didn't have the credits, and it went. Uh, a thousand years later or a hundred years later or something like that because I don't know the credits to me I didn't find them funny and um, I just I, I, I yeah there, I, I, there's something weird about that animation and uh, the voices the voiceover of the characters and hey 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 or whatever yeah I didn't like the credits <laughs> and I, I thought yeah I thought they were good I thought it set the stage well for what we're about to see is like some insane silliness and and um, I feel yeah it was just more entertaining to watch that than like most other credit sequences that just have I agree I really like music it as well. people. I think it's fun I would have enjoyed it better if they would have just cut to him getting hung by the dwarves or the little people because uh, that does set up every like I mean that that's the tone of of the movie I felt like that was better represented than the the credits uh is just that whole and then the, i i guess i knew what was going to happen because i'd seen it before but i don't know if it's brutally honest like obvious that he's not it's not going to be hang him because he's obviously taller than who they usually hang and he lands <laughs> on his feet and stuff and so that was really funny still but yeah yeah no i wasn't a fan of the credits um structurally this movie does not a bad job of carrying things forward like definitely we spend like colin said earlier a bit a bit of time with the with the evil lazar once we get out of lazar's territory but you know setting up the story of the the heroic brother and the not so heroic brother and um their conflict before we head off on the on the quest and um when we get the bad guys kind of introduced and it turns out that's their own band and um the beginning for although, me was too Although long. Damien seems to have just switched very recently because um, 
he claims that he wasn't chosen as the best man is kind of like the reason he gives. Yep. So either he'd already made the choice and that was just a recent example, or that's what made, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. So he's very recent uh, switch over. Yes. I get the sense that's definitely the case. The uh, whole, the, I forgot that the whole band of his knights turned against him. I, I disagree with the structure because I feel like there's like probably seven or eight minutes of the beginning of this movie that could be cut. The credits would have been nice. Just get rid of them. It doesn't, you don't need credits. Just get into the story. And then because we don't really have the inciting incident till like after 20 minutes of the movie, uh, it's all just set up. And so I think that the, this movie is an hour and 42. I think the majority of the, the bad structure, it was in the beginning and you could have cut eight, seven eight minutes we don't need to see so much it's so obvious what's going on his brother is the chosen one who comes back from the thing and he is the loser and feels that way we don't need fucking five or six minutes establishing all of that we get it right away immediately when his brother comes back boom go to the wedding and then that bad shit happens at around 11 or 12 minutes into this movie not 20, 21 minutes into this movie. And it, and then we don't meet Natalie Portman until 45, Halfway. 50, 50 yeah. minutes in, which is 10, 10, 15 minutes too late. She is the B story. So I think the structure is simply held up by too long of a beginning. And I, I uh, think you could have really cut it down. Yeah, I do think the, the, the initial stuff does get a little long in the tooth. I think where they have to spend a little extra time is showing that the brothers being pitted against each other is not a malicious thing. Um, like, I don't know that, if they have uh, to Franco show... Franco likes his brother, but yeah. But you show that on the I, road. I you could build that over doing that on the road, yeah. Yeah, they do that on the road a lot. And uh, so we don't need to see scenes between them, you know, being nice to each other loving to each other yeah, him no. asking him to be his best man he could just be his best man like he was going to be his best man he was his brother there didn't have to be any conversations about that or no no one's going to question whole, why he's his best man the whole sidebar with the troll also and when they all get just get high and they just have <laughs> to have a scene or they're just getting high i'm like oh man like when i was watching this movie i was thinking t- about um, the more recent dungeons and dragons movie because yeah. this movie has some of that lightness and it and it incorporates the fantasy in a funny way like there's a whole bunch of jokes along this movie that i i just laugh so hard like um, when uh, he shows the head of the Minotaur and he's like, the Minotaur of Lazar. And everyone's like, yeah. And then it's just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit we makes were me laugh that every time. We were around that. Fuck yeah part. And when he's in Martiti's thing and kills the first uh, barbarian that he fights and he's like, face. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't fit in a, in a fantasy movie, which makes it extra funny in this. Yeah. So those kind of moments I, I really laugh at. Um, and then a lot of the other way that they treat the, the fantasy elements is, is, is closer to the Dungeons and Dragons movie of today. So when I thought about that a lot, like it was like, it's interesting that they still had to include a whole bunch of the stoner comedy because this is like the least stoner comedy, stoner comedy. Yeah. You know, they don't spend that much time smoking weed and they're not like high all the time. It's just he likes to get high a little bit in between. And so therefore it's not a focus of the movie and could have been completely cut and this didn't need to be a stoner comedy at all. It could have just been a funny fantasy comedy. 
Yeah, yeah there's sure. no need for weed in this. Like, <clears throat> weed, weed doesn't really even play that big of a role in this at all. No, but I don't think that's the main point of it. It's called Your Highness because it's a stoner fucking prince, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think it's it's also like a like a, a, a to me a stoner movie isn't a movie that features drugs necessarily, as much as it is a movie made for stoners, right? Little goofy laughs, silliness, right? Maybe some fucking uh, trippy whatever, right? Fantasy like this is just like almost purpose fit for that uh to have all like the silliness then you have all the weird little creatures like him getting high with trolls i love that i i think that's such a funny <laughs> idea do you know what i mean he's just like fuck it i'm just down here and then they're chasing sheep like the trolls chasing sheep is so funny they're all how do you get so dirty do you just grab the mud and rub it on your face <laughs> yeah see i don't mind that they get high i just don't feel like you need the shoe heart I don't think, and maybe they didn't try and shoe hard that in. I don't but, think they did at all. No, but, um, but I, I don't. I don't mind that 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 troll stuff and with the music and I, that was fine. Uh, that's like definitely a part of the movie I enjoy and and I feel like it also. See, that's way better than all the stuff in the beginning, like like with the interaction with him and his brother and like way too much of that. I would leave the chasing of the sheep in and take all that other <laughs> stuff out with him and his brother. Like his brother shows up, his brother's got the head of the Minotaur, they make him hold it, cut to the wedding. And he's like, I'm going to marry the girl, boom, wedding. And then he doesn't show up. He's irresponsible. Like just by him not showing up tells you way more than um, all of the scene scenes before that of him talking with his brother, his father, isn't, or talking with Courtney. Isn't the other scene, the, um, the one with him downstairs where he gets asked to be the best man? Like where? What else is there? I'm. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just can't re recall. Well, that was one of the. That was definitely one of the scenes. Then there's another scene at dinner where they're all having dinner, celebrating, and uh, they're talking about he's how he's going to marry her and stuff, and and he's like um, talking. I can't remember what Danny McBride says there, but it's all about how his brother is better than him, and he's not as good as his brother, and he wants some attention put on himself, and. All of that stuff, we don't need to hear him say those things. We're, we're him by him not showing up to the wedding, it shows that he feels those things. So there's just so much of that. Even the when his brother shows up with the Minotaur head and stuff, and you don't want you don't need that scene to be very long. His brother comes back, we introduce him, he's being celebrated, and Danny McBride looks pissed. You know, like that's that what all of this stuff could just be cut I think down some of that though is a lot of character build right there because it's the first time you meet james franco he's a major character in the movie and it shows that he's like but he's, he's still like over the top pompous, he's well yeah but he's like this this um he's like i don't know he's like accidentally pompous and arrogant like almost absent-mindedly right uh <laughs> And I like I think that scene's fine to give a little feeling of that. I do agree that that we could chop through some of this stuff. Yeah, that's uh, all I mean is because it's because his character yeah. uh, and most all of the characters. I shouldn't just say his his character is so over the top that you get that with one or two lines. You don't need him to be giving a, a two minute speech and stuff like and the whole fuck yeah or whatever that that you guys had mentioned. That's all we need. We don't need. We don't need him to stand up there and pronounce shit. He just and he got his he got the girl and that's gonna be his bride. Move on to the wedding. Like, boom, we're at the fucking wedding. He gets high with the trolls, <laughs> runs with the sheep. 
and, and we're we now are on time you know we're we're, we're back on the clock <clears throat> moving the story forward yeah I, th- I think it could definitely be tightened but I, I like I said before it's showing that that um Fabius is not a dick he's not like an asshole who deserves to be hated he's like he's a nice guy like Brent said he's almost unassumingly but it's just what it, he's going us, to be king because the eldest born but let us think he might be a dick in the beginning and then during the road trip and stuff then we find out he's not and he's actually a really good brother like give leave us some stuff to find out later don't don't give it all away in the beginning you know and yeah. And uh, that comes through throughout the movie that he, he likes his brother and his brother doesn't like him. And uh, he wants him to come on the quest with him and stuff. So all of that shows that stuff already. Brother, I, think. I think he likes him. I think that he's so jealous. And yeah. Feels but so little next to him that he, you know. Yeah, he no, you're right. It's it. not that he, he hates him. It's it's the jealousy. But that all shines through um, throughout the whole film. So. <laughs> There's no no need to establish it or set it up. But look, yeah. we get to see Natalie Portman's bum. We leave <laughs> that true. in. I'm not saying we take that out. Like I think this is like I think this we put some more scenes like that in, or maybe just replay that scene a few times. Yeah, like I have motion. a I have a huge. I've always had a huge crush <laughs> on her. So. And Martiti's clan. There's lots of topless chicks oh, and that stuff. Martiti's so. clan is great. Martiti, yeah, all that stuff's uh, funny. Hillary was kind of like, how did this guy, you know, yeah. how's he the leader? <laughs> He's got to be a friend of someone to, to be yeah. in this. John Fricker is that guy's name, and I've never seen him before or or after. He's a and they dubbed, they overdubbed his voice, too, but I don't know how intentional that was. But he was pleasantly creepy as fuck, for sure. Yeah, mm. it's kind of, uh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I like that scene, though. Like, obviously, you meet Natalie Portman there. Um and all the boobs, but I also really like the uh, the hand monster in the puddle, and how like if he puts his face in there, like that's the magic item. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is the uh, is that whatever that clay pot of fucking orange goo? The cauldron like of mustard. That. Yeah, I think the cauldron of mustard monsters are fucking awesome. That's, I don't know how it works. No, but I, like I but I think it's a cool thing, and like and. Yeah, so I don't end up asking a lot of questions about Martiti's background or anything like that. No. Because it's just a cool little a cool little thing in boobs. Yeah. Put a boob in there. Let the boob come out of the earth. Let the kids play on that like a king of the hill, you know? And the the fighting in this is pretty competent. James Franco actually took 9 months of sword fighting for this thing if you can believe it. Yeah. So yeah, like, kinda... that's something to it to to say though about this movie is that uh, I don't know if you guys already said it. I feel like maybe Colin did, but but they don't phone it in. No, um, and that that very fact kind of leads you with with further the idea that they like this was a sincere attempt um, in the movie, and I feel like that does come across. I don't feel like it feels half-assed ever. No, I don't. I don't, and it really goes towards the the quality of the actors. Um, and the chemistry that we get out of this is actually like way better than I thought I remembered way better. Like Franco and McBride are good together. Natalie Portman fits everywhere. Zoe Deschanel is playing kind of a aloof, less knowledgeable character. So she kind of stands out, but it's intentional. Justin Thoreau, he's a little over the top, but he's also kind of funny in what he does. Um, but even Damian Lewis by the end, he's like, I loved you like a man loves a man. Oh, 
I don't know. It's there just, should it, have been. I think there should have been a little bit more um, of subtleness showing that he was in love with him, because uh, <laughs> he wanted to go. He wanted to go see the wizard with him, but that was yeah. really about the only thing I noticed that was in there. It's because usually a, he goes up a jealousy. Well, you, you know. see it when he's not the best off man that too. Wizard and Franco all together. <laughs> I think it, that um, uh, Julie <laughs> does say that he used to be the one to go in to see the he wizard did. with him. That's he what does, I mean. Yeah. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only indication that he's jealous <laughs> that his brother is now kind of doing things he used to do, and which is good Punch that they put the something in twist there. It. But I guess, I guess maybe you don't need more than that. Maybe that's plenty. Yeah, I, I yeah. picked up on it for sure that there was something there, and I think that's a funny little addition. That <laughs> Julie has no dick is fucking hilarious, too. That is really funny. When Courtney rips his robe off, and then they stand up, and Courtney's like, what? <laughs> oh, my God, Courtney has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's tons to laugh. There's tons to laugh about in this movie, um, for sure. I I still found a lot of it, the humor, to hold up. <clears throat> I like yeah. that um, Lazar is like having trouble getting it up <laughs> when it is time for the fucking. I don't know why. I just find it really funny that he's obviously a fucked up wizard person. It's and a, then it comes time. He's like, I'm just not attracted to you. Yeah, they make. I think they insinuate that he's gay. That it's I, like he's not able to get it up because she's actually a woman. And like, oh, right. that's not really it. I thought I caught that. That might be. Uh, he didn't seem like he was into her. Lazar is so handsome. <laughs> Even with those teeth, eh? Yeah, well, I don't have great teeth. Either. Magic, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I dig those. I dig all those little quip lines that just have no earthly place in in uh, in this type of movie normally. Well, and this movie is mostly, um, what do you call it? Freehand. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ad lib. Fuck. Ad lib. Sorry. Yes. So yeah, apparently they. They say they never had a script on set. Um, yeah. Danny McBride and the other guy, sorry, I can't remember his name. Ben Best. Um, ben Best did the loose outline for this thing, but past that, I guess, they just kind of freeballed it. And I think that's where you get a lot of that fun because that's a lot of the unique humor of each of these people kind of seeping in, right? It's my legacy to stop those who want to fuck to make dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh I don't know if that was not generally necessarily a great. I guess, I guess it worked out. I mean, going. I, I it, like movies that do it, but you need a, a sophisticated um, and capable cast yeah. to pull that kind of thing into focus. Because otherwise, I think you can get way off. But like, you think about Curb. Stuff like that. I don't know if they have general uh, structural constraints or ways of guiding things, uh, so that people that maybe aren't as great with the, you know, the ad lib, the kind of uh, give them a little assistance. I don't know what the mechanics like that are on set, but I mean, people get lucky. It creates some funny, like genuinely funny moments. I think it does. Um, yeah. Like I think when um, when um, James Franco is teaching Danny McBride how to use the sword and he's behind him, kind of swaying, and they both look like they kind of break a little bit. Yeah, he's like, I can feel your your thing in me or whatever the hell. <laughs> another, I don't know, another funny one that just stood out in my head is when they're um, after they've lost the compass or after she's stolen the compass and Danny McBride or Courtney are in the bar drinking and Courtney's like, it's my birthday today, and Danny McBride's like, fuck that. 
and just gets up to move on with his business. Uh, there's other little, little stuff like that. Like I, I'm, I, I don't think this movie is a victim of its one-liners. Like I think it stretches out the time of the movie a lot um, because they obviously wanted to include more of the jokes and the gags. But I don't think it ruins the movie by any stretch of the imagination. There was enough story to kind of tie everything through and push me to the end and want to see what what's going to happen by the end of it. Um, that while a little long in the tooth, it wasn't just a bunch of skits. No, it didn't feel skitty to me. Um, it just felt uh, there was just a lot of redundancy and repetitiveness. And and they they in those sections there there's funny jokes. So so yeah. it's not all bad, but like. I feel like they left a lot of stuff in just because of those couple of funny jokes and that shouldn't be how you're editing a movie. Like once again, um, really strong editing is killing those darlings um, that that you really love. Like this really funny line that you just nail in one scene, but the scene's just not needed. So um, unfortunately, you don't get to keep those funny lines. And then mm. when you do, you have an overly long I mean, this movie could be an hour 25. This movie could be an hour 20 and be better. Like, you could you could easily cut 20 minutes from this movie. And it'd be, like, like quick and move so fast, the pacing and everything. And and you don't want a, a comedy, like, as we're referring to this as a stoner comedy. You don't want it to ever feel like it's dragging. You, you want it to, like, fly. Yeah. And th- this movie has that potential. Like, um... It really does, um, and and I feel like all the bits you leave in are really funny. Still, um, uh, yeah, like uh, you can have um, like there there's things that would have probably been taken out that I would have loved, but <laughs> it would have still been a better movie. <laughs> I'd like to see it. I'd like to see your edited version of this because I think I think likely it would be tighter, even though there'd be some things I might miss. Yeah. Um, I- I mean, you. Yeah, I feel but, like it's a relationship too. You have to have with. Um, uh, it's really hard to. Yeah, how, how, like I was saying before, like I'd love to edit my movies by committee. You know, like you have everybody come in, like everybody you trust their opinions, and then you all sit down and you talk about what stays and what goes, and and uh, you get hard truths from people, and and you you cut a better movie. Um, the the thing that I'm trying to make that's that's what I think I would do is will do is I will uh, I will shoot it and I will have a committee of people sit down and and edit it with you know take notes and get it cleaned up and because it's just so easy to leave stuff in because uh, the 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 day you shot it or people are gonna be sad if their their scene is taken out doesn't matter it's got to be for the best what's best for the whole project. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But Natalie Portman's swimming scene would stay in. So, but that's a good scene. I feel like that. But that once again, that's a justifiable scene because they're like curious about her and they don't know who she is, if they should trust her. And then she totally screws them and whips them off. And I like that stuff too. With uh, never tell someone on your journey what your journey is because it may conflict with theirs. So yeah. if you're, that's like really funny and, and kind of interesting and makes sense, you know, like it's, uh, and he does, he falls into that trap and she steals his <laughs> compass and yeah, that, that stuff's all good. All that stuff moves the story forward and is funny. 
And uh, <laughs> I love Courtney. One of my favorite things is when he tells her she's surrounded and she looks over at Courtney. <laughs> and I think there's yes. he, someone's talking to him, some little person <laughs> or something. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really funny. Terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, or when he jokes at the first dinner, he's like, doesn't Courtney's head, head new haircut look like the tip of a penis? And Courtney's like... <laughs> yeah. Courtney yes. always plays into it. Like, Courtney's the perfect guy for that. Yeah. Because he's, like, never offended. He's always, like, down with it. The one time he looks caught is when Danny McBride's like, we could die on this quest. Courtney definitely will. And Courtney's <laughs> like, hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was looking at some of the reviews for this. Like, first of all, James Franco received a Razzie nomination for worst supporting actor. For I mean, this. he's. I mean, he, I don't yeah. think he's awful in this because he's a bad actor, though. Which is what I thought the Razzies were. I think he's just a off character. I think he actually plays it pretty good. I think so too. I don't think he deserves um, the hate for it. I, I he's, think he's silly. I feel like he's less good than everyone else, though. I feel like he's kind of on the Maybe. bottom of all these other actors. But he does. I think it fits with what they were trying to do with this. And then I was looking at Roger Ebert, who described it as a juvenile excrescence <laughs> that feels like the work of 11-year-old boys in love with Dungeons & Dragons, warrior women, pot boobs, and four-letter words. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? Like, you're not allowed to make a movie if those are your interests? I think that's exactly what this this movie doesn't hide. It's not trying to do anything other than that. So in that sense, it's kind of successful. And I don't think yeah. that it deserves a low one out of four, one out of whatever score just because, like, that's not his personal taste. I think he can get fucked with that kind of a review. That's That, sound, that smacks of uh, uh, prima donna or whatever the fuck. Uh, Elitism. Uh, yeah, like, what the hell, man? Like, we need movies like this. They might not do well, and this one definitely did not, but that Sometimes doesn't mean that there do, aren't though. people who enjoy. And there are definitely way worse movies than this to try and, like, get I at think, all these things. I think American <clears throat> Pie is a worse movie than this, and that was incredibly successful. There you go. I think yeah, there's a lot of way things more. that play against this movie that, um, that made it unsuccessful. Danny McBride being the star of the vehicle could have heard it. Um, the timing could have heard it. Well, it was least against could have heard it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's a cult classic after it got out of the theaters. I'm sure it, it did great on DVD and sold a bunch. Yeah. I don't know. So it's interesting to see people like tear this apart. Like, I think that's where my brain was at in the early days of me watching it was not being able to quite or maybe expecting too much of it or holding it to a different standard. But um, as I watched it through on this time, I was like, no, this is not pretending to be anything. It's not 50 million is usually is good investment for this project, though. And you can, I see it yeah. in the flick, like the effects, the directing is really competent in this and the effects, like the blood and the gore and the, the like I said, the sword combat and the, the scale of things, that all feels right to me. I, no, I just mean that like the people are investing in this project, that, that a kind of money uh, to get that kind of money for this script that they didn't even use <laughs> and, and having Danny McBride and James Franco, who are not like Tom Cruise, um, to get them to invest I guess Natalie Portman probably helped get that money too. Maybe she yeah. was obviously fame. I mean, all three of them are very famous. So, yeah. So I get it's just it'd be hard to get fifty k to make this today. I tell you that right now. No doubt. <laughs> it's yeah, but like no I doubt. think I think you said like like Danny McBride 
I think is a big pull at this time, especially. And with James Franco, you know, they're kind of like all in that buddy buddy. Like I'm surprised we didn't see Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, here. yeah. Like, um, so I think that the money, like it seems like a lot of fucking money, but it's a lot. Yeah. They should have spent more on marketing. Seems that way. Yeah, I don't know if it would have helped. Like with this cast, they were definitely going to be uh, shoehorned into, like, I, like weed at this time still wasn't super acceptable, which is kind of the the naughty part of watching these movies where people are so openly getting high and doing all that. Was weed wasn't legalized back then, and now mm. that it is, maybe this would have a better shot. I don't know. Like it, it had, it had all the negative connotations to it that would have people like Ebert saying, "No, this is wrong. Zero out of ten Rather than, "Oh, you know what? It's like kind of funny. Like it's, it's not trying to be anything crazy. It's a bunch of, like if you smoke weed, you probably like this movie, and then that's it. Yeah, it's not perfect. Few things are. It's for a certain audience. If you're part of that audience, you might like it. Move forward, right? You don't, not everything has to be for you. That's something that I've realized with a lot of content as like, you know, the streaming stuff has developed is that a lot of the stuff comes out. And I mean, we've got now, like you look at Netflix, um, and they have a huge international library and international audiences obviously have different trends and things that they're used to and different senses of what's funny and what's not. And, uh, some of that shit is just not made for us, right? Yeah. And that's fine. And this movie, like, I think to your point, John, is should be viewed as that. Like, 100%. Yeah, do you think it's stupid? Then, yeah, it's stupid. But, you know, should it not exist? I don't think so. Yeah, well, there's always going to be those movies. Like, I, I could, like, go watch uh, <clears throat> Spy Kids or something like that. That's not a movie for me. Um, and I could review it and tear it apart and say it doesn't have enough sex or the violence isn't gr- grotesque enough and then be like, it gets a zero. And it's like, but it has what the fuck? It's just enough sex. Yeah. So, uh, but but that's not fair. So I would always open it up and being like, I don't think, and we've done it for this show is I don't think I'm the target audience for this. So it doesn't quite hit for me. But, you know, and then Brent, you can bring the perspective of, of your daughter or, um, you know, I could bring the perspective of, of my nieces or whatever, or my parents, if I want the, 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 the slightly older crowd audience, um, and kind of try and see it through their eyes and what they might like or not like, or, or like chick flicks or whatever the genre is like, that's supposed to appeal to a certain target audience. And because I'm not in that doesn't really, it's not valid for me to review that because it's not for me. And so... I think this movie had some um, challenges getting around that. And when it was panned so hard, everyone's like, it's just a shit movie. And it's like, you know what? If, if you're within the target audience, you probably will like it because there's, there's not tons to hate here. But they also kind of make fun of it in, 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 in not, not, a, not a silly or a derogatory way, but they all seem embarrassed by this movie in a genuine way. Um, James Franco that said they it's his least favorite. Participate yeah. in this, they kind of all regret participating in the making of it. So, so <laughs> that makes me question like, is that because it got panned so much, or is that because is are they just taking that criticism and making it making it their own, or do they actually feel that way without the criticism that it was a failure and they wish they hadn't made it? I don't, I don't know. know. It's such an interesting question. Yeah, I mean, I have to feel 
like obviously both are possible, but I have to feel like if everyone is saying it, then it's probably just because there's some embarrassment about having this out and, and probably it because it got blasted and because, I mean, the people that's getting blasted by it, these are their peer groups, right? Like yeah. uh-huh. if I say I like your highness and you guys are like, that's fucking stupid, big deal, right? It doesn't affect our careers, but these guys, um, I have to believe that there's a certain amount of pressure for them to be like, we know, right? We know we fucked up. Don't let this discredit us moving forward. That's the thing. Yeah, as a commercial endeavor, this was not successful. And so that's going to hit you. You're in the business of making money, right? Like this seems more like a passion piece to make some fun art for a, for a group of people that don't get a ton of movies made for them. Um, yeah. And like I said, in terms of being a stoner comedy, this is the least stoner stoner comedy I can think of because it has weed in it for sure. And, you know, control your shit, Fabius, that kind of stuff. But it's not like they're regularly smoking weed and it's it's they're they're high while going on their adventures. It's just like he smokes weed in his off time when they're not like running around getting chased by minotaurs and shit. I do feel like, though, once again, with a lot of editing that this movie probably could have gotten less panned. Because it would have been shorter for the viewer, yeah. and it would have also stayed a little bit truer to the story. I mean, just there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's slower, bad. That yeah. in, in in like there many many scenes uh, that could have just been removed, and they could have been just really quick one or two line scenes that keep the story moving. And yeah. I, I I so I feel like editing was more of a problem than writing, acting, or directing. Because um, because it's there, you can. The stuff that's there is good. You just have to get rid of the bad, get rid of the weeds, and let the garden grow. Oh, such a good saying. Or get rid of the garden and let the weed grow. (laughs) Bam. Oh, Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Well, I'm interested. I don't want to put you too much on the spot, Colin, but I'm interested to hear where this ended up for you. Unless you guys have other other points you want to bring up. I don't know the. what about the ending yeah i don't yeah i'll I'll tell you something okay yeah i'll tell you something i don't know that i love that thaddeus just gives the blade of unicorn to fabius i wondered because like we were kind of seeing thaddeus come into his own as a hero so uh would it have been so bad if he was the one who killed lazar as he was fighting fabius he stuck the he's like you can't kill me with a mortal blade and then thaddeus is like fuck you and then comes in and stabs him in the back like that he went through all that to retrieve the sword and then just hands it over to his brother oh i hear what you're saying i never thought um, yeah i mean we saw how he handled a sword in the beginning true. of the movie so and i think end. i think if he had done anything here aside from like clumsily stab him through which could have happened but it kind of feels like it's franco's um birth Woman. right here it's his yeah wolf. yeah it's his wife that's their future wife that's been taken yeah um and and we know that like you know we know that mcbride is a is a bumbling ass and he's getting there he's obviously transforming to the hero but oh yeah i mean you know he's to he's having his moment just by getting there it's tough it's tough for me like so you're asking me if it holds up for me that's what I was, but then you brought yeah, up the ending again. And I've been thinking about it though. So, like, I watched uh, Ragnarok with someone the other day, 
And sure. when it got yeah. to the part where there there's like where's father and he's like and they go flash forward to um they 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 time war back to earth and they they meet Doctor Strange and they hang out with Doctor Strange and he gives them beer and his 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 uh hammer is an umbrella. Yeah. I just hit skip. I skipped all of that. I fast forwarded to when they land on the mountaintop in like Ireland or Scotland and the father is there. Cause I've yeah. always hated that section of the movie. Um, yeah. It's funny and it's, but it, it doesn't, it slows the movie down so bad. As soon as he says, where's father, boom, they go to father, his father dies and then the sister shows up. So I just did that myself, like just fast forwarded it. And it definitely made the movie more enjoyable for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there'd be a lot of that in this movie that I would have to do. Whereas in Ragnarok, that's really one of the only maybe one or two, three moments that I feel like needs to go. Cause it's a great movie. I don't know. Like this has got a lot. God dang! I don't know if I would watch this again because there is so much that that drags this movie down and slows it down to get to the funny parts and stuff. So it's tough for me to. It's like it's a very fine line, and I feel like doing that um, with a movie um, was interesting. Just watching it the way I wanted to watch it, but. I don't know if I could do that with this. I think you'd be more into a full edit on this one. I'd just one be skipping, be so many skipping along. I, I guess maybe it, it... I feel like they got in their own way and kind of... Um, I, I feel like it doesn't hold up just because of... Merely because of the editing. Interesting. I feel like there's a good movie in here that does hold up. But as it sits at an hour and 42, I, for me, I don't think that it does. All right. Fun. Yeah. What do you think, Brent? You or me? I want you, you to go me, this you, time. You, you, I, me, uh, you, you, me, you, you, me. I've been you, brave the last <laughs> few times, but this one's less black and white for me to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I'm. I say it would hold up because uh, it's it's not trying to be something that it's not. It definitely could have tried. It could have gone more heroic or more uh, love story or more stoner. And if it had gone in any of those directions. Um, I might be feeling different about it, but I think this is a kind of a fun, silly ride. It's a different take on a, on a, on a buddy adventure comedy with, um, some, some pretty competent acting. Some, I like fantasy movies too. So this is like a breath of fresh air for me. Um, and I like the Dungeons and Dragon movies a lot too. I've seen it now twice. And, and on the second viewing, I thought it had some problems on the first viewing and it, those weren't as prominent or bad on the second viewing. I was like, Oh no, that actually doesn't not make sense. And, and there are some speed bumps in that movie as well, but it's that the, the new dungeons and dragons is kind of like the original guardians of the galaxy where you have a, a good amount of humor pegged in throughout a semi-serious story with good action. And, and this movie has a really good action. It has, it's those funny little jokes that they keep feeding in that keep it alive. Because if that was dead air and these edits that Colin's talking about would have been easy to make because it's like, what are we doing? Stop it. Like um, uh, like the, the, the whole walking through the sand and space balls, walking through the, the desert. Like all that can go. Get me into seeing yogurt, right? Get there. This movie has like glimpses of that. But while they're doing it, at least they're still waxing poetic with the jokes and dancing around with trolls and shit like that um and charles dance is so funny when this came out that was his first year on game of thrones too so he like was settling into this shit oh that's uh, really funny very well 
and I love Damian Lewis in this playing playing his uh, the the gay um, yeah the gay I wasn't warrior. I wasn't sure how you guys were gonna feel about it this time. It's not an um, incredible movie, though. I mean, it's not the best I've ever seen. Um, I, I, I feel I like they should st- be less embarrassed about it, I guess. I feel like I feel like yeah, their embarrassment was they got picked on. I kind of feel bad for all of them when I hear them say negative things about this movie because they probably worked really hard, and it's not as bad as people say. So that really no. kind of bothers me. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised I to read that, too. Up, doesn't mean that they should feel embarrassed by this movie. I I, I think feel it's like, a great attempt. Yeah, I think like, it was thanks too. for doing this. Like really, truly, thanks for this. And it's sad to see that the audience isn't more there. I think honestly, the the whole stoner angle to this is is maybe what gives people the pause. So if you just take that out of it, but still have a silly fantasy comedy, they can even smoke weed. Just don't call it a stoner comedy, um, and don't have that like kind of angle on it. And and there's nothing wrong with weed it's just when you put that that over it 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 alienates you against other groups of people and there's going to be a majority of people like on uh, metacritic or whatever there's like 30 uh, only what 30 good reviews of 110 and i'm like that's because like about a third of people probably smoke weed um and would like really end up liking this so don't alienate the others right like dungeons and dragons didn't have to do that it had the silliness the action the fantasy comedy lots of relevant jokes just no one's smoking dope in that one so it wasn't called a stoner comedy um this isn't yeah so it's fine it's absolutely fine it's a good it's if you've not seen this go watch it because it's got some funny moments um and some uh some some decent uh good good production value too for what they did i'm surprised at the budget they got for this so yeah i'd say it holds up i actually found the dvd in blu-ray sales and it was about 10 mil there you go made some back well but it's still under uh the 50 mil budget with box office (laughs) but yeah they lost about 14 mil i don't know how much they spent on marketing this review will revitalize it, I think. I hope so. I hope Especially after case. Brent makes his call, as long as it's positive. If it's negative, then we're going to put it in the toilet. What do you think, Brent? No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pressure. Um, this was a weird one for me. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I liked it more... I, I liked it less watching this time oh. than I had in the past. Um... But I still thought it was fun and funny. Man, it's really close, but... Yeah, I guess using my guideline of is it as good as it was then, like, there's no... Obviously, no references that fucking have faded out since it was put out, and the humor, I think, is still along that same line of, like, silly stoner humor, so that seems fine also. Um. Yeah. Even reading while we were doing this, that her ass was a body double. I'm gonna still say <laughs> that it does hold up. Uh, but it is close for me to tell you the truth. But uh, yeah, I think this movie's fun, and it's not trying to be anything that it's not. And as far as just having fun and and taking a little trip, uh, this movie's great. There you go. All right, well, there you go. We get two holds, two holds up and um, one non, uh, but th- not something you should not see. So, um, so check it out. That would be great. We got some movies coming up in January for you folks. We're gonna get with a little back on Dennis Leary because we wanted to do 
is uh, some more from his filmography to see if if he's solid or not. So we're going to do Judgment Night to start off January. Woo. Next, we're going to kill ourselves with Suicide Kings. Um, he is also in another movie. So as we transition out of Dennis Leary isms, we're going to do the Thomas Crown Affair with Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo. And then we're going to end off with some uh, vampirish themes and werewolves coming up in Underworld. Kate Beckinsale uh in her leather outfit so oh hell yeah. a big january coming up for y'all um so folks as we leave you for 2023 thank you so much for tuning in to the show it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, keep these episodes coming at you we're going to continue to throw some content at you in 2023 in one way shape or form and we look forward to doing all of that we'll see you in our episodes in january happy new year say happy new year boys happy new year happy new year there you go (laughs) and with that we will leave you until then when we see you in the next one until that time enjoy your shit thanks for listening everyone make sure you follow us on instagram our handle is hold up underscore podcast you can fire us a comment or two add a movie to our wish list and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.